Our message this morning comes from the the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verses 1 through 15. It's probably one of the more familiar scriptures and stories of, of all. But my prayer this morning is that you'll hear it with new ears, as we should each and every Sunday. Let's dive into God's Word together. Hear the Word of God. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd uh, coming toward him, he said to Philip, "'Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat?' He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down, about 5,000 of them. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted, and he did the same with the fish. When they all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. This is the word of God for us, the people of God, Thanks be to God. Amen. In movies past, um, there were times where somebody in a room or out in public would fall ill and uh, another character in the movie would kneel down and, and say the words, Is there a doctor in the house? Jesus... I believe does something similar as he calls us to follow him. Is there a rabbi in the house? He being a rabbi, asking, is there another rabbi in the house? A rabbi in Jesus' day was not as formal as you and I might think. It was a revered position It was an honor for Jesus to be in the boat with Peter and to push off from the shore and to catch a boatload full of fish too heavy to bring in. But Jesus has some pretty tough words for the highly religious in his day, doesn't he? You on the street corners, you who like to be seen and and heard for your long extemporaneous prayers— Jesus shows us a way to be like him. For that's what a rabbi would do. 
To have a disciple of you is to see something in the other where they could be like you. They could do what you do. And we see that Jesus doesn't wait for people to find him. He goes to them first. It's, he believes that you and I can do the things he does. Now you may say, well, wait a minute, Pastor. Uh, have you ever multiplied fish and loaves? No. And I don't imagine I ever will. And so I think there is something deeper about this passage than merely that Jesus will feed us in the wilderness, that he will show up and provide some physical, spiritual nourishment. I believe Jesus is living an unwrapped life before his disciples, before everyone. And he's saying, just as I live an unwrapped life before the Father and you, I believe you can do the same. I believe you can shed some of the things that, that maybe make us less human, less real, less in connection with God and each other. Those sort of things should go, shouldn't they? Henry Nouwen would say, life is a short moment to say, I love you too. Jesus shows us a better way of living an unwrapped life that we can be honest with those words to God and to each other. I love that in this passage, Jesus says, He's been uh, touching people that, that need healing and that need wholeness. And he's, 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 uh, he's, he's walking, and the disciples are following him, and he, he looks back, and he sees the multitude on their way. And he stops, and he sits down, unwrapped, waiting, waiting to receive them, waiting to love them, waiting for God to do what only God can do. You see, Jesus wants to be found. He's not in a foot race. He's not trying to get a, away from us. He's actually trying to bring us closer together. So why does Jesus test Philip? Why is Andrew speaking in this passage when he has so little to say anywhere else in the Gospels? And why this boy's lunch? The Gospels are clear. It's small bread and small fish. Our girls, we, um, when we make lunch for them, we ask them, um, as you go to school today, do you want the, the daily special? And thank goodness they say yes, because we have plenty of peanut butter and jelly on hand. I think these small loaves and small fish were maybe the daily special from this little boy's family. I think of all the people that Jesus tests, he tests Philip. Philip is somebody in the scriptures that, is, that people come to and say, may we see Jesus. Of all the disciples, they come to Philip. Can we see him? It's as if uh, 
Philip's life is unwrapped a bit that they feel like they have access to Jesus, that he's not going to turn them down. He's going to be like uh, someone at Walmart and says, yeah, right this way. Let me walk you right to him, right where you want to go. Andrew is a friend of Philip's. He too in this gospel has gone out of his way to say, I think we found the Messiah. What about this boy? You know, Jesus lived such an unwrapped life that when the disciples uh, uh, kind of shrug the children away to say, no, no, he's a, he's a busy man. He doesn't have time for children. Jesus says, let the children come to me in my unwrapped life. Let me high five them. Let me bless them. Let them see the goodness of God. I believe Jesus is speaking to Philip. He's noticing Andrew, the quiet one, and he sees the boy. There must be something about these three that are not as wrapped up as maybe the other disciples. Maybe other people in the crowd that have come from, for something specific from Jesus. Can't count the times that I approach God with what I need and what I want. And it may be different than what God wants to give me in that moment. I'm so wrapped up. Verse 10 says that Jesus says, have the people sit down and that there was plenty of grass in that place. It makes me think back to Psalm 23 where David says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He makes me drink from still waters. He what? He restores my soul. It's a moment to be unwrapped. If a sheep is, needs to drink from still waters, how many times can I count when I've come to God and, you know, Maybe I'm still, but everything else about me is just moving quickly in my head, in my heart. It's, it takes time in solitude. It takes time to be unwrapped before Almighty God. No matter what the people were wrapped up in, on the outside or the inside, Whatever their motive may be, Jesus welcomes them to join him in the grass. You know, I think there are times when um, I've, I've gotten coffee with, with folks that, that come to church on Sunday, maybe even for the first time, or maybe lunch, and I'm surprised how long they've been here. And, you know, what they say sometimes is that it's hard to get to know people. People are friendly, but sometimes it feels a little wrapped up. I think Jesus calls us to live a life that's unwrapped to include a new face. Not just in the pew, but at Midtown Red Eye or maybe Zoe's kitchen, or maybe even at your own table. To be like Jesus and to live a life that is unwrapped. 
Today, we, we think of this as wrapped and unwrapped. But the truth is, we may have been wrapped up way before this. And this may come and go, and we may be just as wrapped up tomorrow as we were yesterday. Jesus calls us to a wide plane. He says, I want you to be as unwrapped as me. You don't have to multiply fish and, and loaves, but you can multiply your love. You can live an unwrapped life with me. Wouldn't it be a shame if what drew people here was our music? If what drew people here to stay was net kids? It's got to be even more than that, even more than Jesus. My prayer is that it would be you being like your rabbi with an unwrapped life. You know, when, when Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead, what does he say next? Unwrap him. When Jesus is washing Peter's feet, what does he say? If I don't wash you, you can have no part of me. Unwrap yourself, Peter. Let it go and embrace me. Peter has sign after sign after Sheet, uh, a sheet from heaven in order for him to see that the Spirit of God is moving not just in this house, but houses in his community. I believe Jesus saw in Philip and Andrew and the boy, sure they were wrapped, but I think he saw an opening. I think he saw a little tear where they could be tested to open up even more. I think Jesus does that with us today. Isn't it interesting that it, he says that, uh, that, 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 that they distributed the food to all who were seated as much as, they were, as much as they wanted? It's as if not everybody took a seat. Not everybody accepted the invitation to be unwrapped with Jesus. And to be fed. Not everybody unwraps the meal that he offers. And yet he serves us anyway. If they didn't take the bread, he multiplied the fish. Would you like some fish? Grace upon grace. In the scriptures we see Judas... At the Last Supper, wrapped up in all the things he wanted Jesus to be in his life. And what did he do? He left the meal early. He never heard Jesus at the end of the meal unwrap the bread in a new way and the cup in a new way. He thought the story was over. He thought he knew how it would end. I used to think that when Jesus says to, to pick up the pieces of bread, I thought that the, I used to think that there was just so much bread and so much fish that they're just taking a bite and putting that down and wants to, well, they want to taste some sourdough and the ciabatta and the this and the that. And a little bit of that fish and a little bit of that fish. 
But it's almost as if, no, what they're collecting is the food that hasn't been touched yet, that hasn't been tasted. And Jesus is saying, we ain't wasting that. There's still more hungry people that want to live an unwrapped life, that need freedom and liberation with us, that need raising from the dead and to live a new life together. It isn't interesting that the, that the crowd wanted to make Jesus be king by force? That's what it says in verse 15. They wanted to make Jesus be king by force. Jesus doesn't have to be forced to be our king. He doesn't have to be forced to, to love us. If anything, he wants us to be unwrapped. He wants us to be like him. He is asking the question, is there a rabbi in this house? And the answer is yes. There's a room full, full of us this morning. To be like our rabbi Jesus, to be unwrapped and as Henry Nouwen would say, yeah, life is too short of a moment not to say that I love you too. Let us pray. God, I thank you for unwrapping your glory for us to show us a better way, what it means to live in communion with you and with one another. God, I pray that we would be unwrapped to include one new face at our table, one new face uh, uh, across that little table at the, the coffee counter. One more invitation into our life. God, free us for being so wrapped up in what we already believe we know the life we already have rather than the life you want to give us that includes more. Help us to live unwrapped with you and each other. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen and amen.